Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, hello, everyone, and you join us here today to talk about the best luxury watches in the world. Some might say the top most luxury watches. Now, Tom, you've been learning a lot about watches over the uh, past few years. Would you say that you're kind of at a stage where you can start to pick out those hot property watches? Yeah, I think so. I think I've got a good handle on what people like and what people don't respect as much as other brands. <laughs> well, that's some big talk, hot shot. So I'm going to put you to the test. Why don't you tell me what you think are the top 10 watches in the world right now? Go. I'm going to start with a Longines. If you're starting to get into luxury, I think Longines is a good starting point. So I, I've chosen something from their Master Collection. I've, I've chosen the Master Collection Moon Phase um, because who doesn't love a moon face? You can stop that right now. That's what it is. It's a moon face complication. Mm. So, yeah, this is a really cool watch. It's a self-winding mechanical movement, hours, minutes, seconds, and a subdial with the aforementioned moon face display on it. <sighs> it's got a date, which is indicated by a small hand, and, uh, yeah, lots of dials, strap variations. £2,190 for the Longines Master Collection moon phase. Oh, there we go. <laughs> did it thank you Longines I don't know how they have managed to do this but they straddle both the heritage aspect they're a yeah. hugely important brand they were founded in 1832 that is before Patek Philippe that's amazing they've been hugely important first and oldest registered watch logo can you believe the winged hourglass they invented logos they invented logos in watches Unusual complications like the pointer date there in the subdial, moon phase as well, that grained kind of gyoshe impression by corn dial. You're getting so much for the money there. I don't really understand why they're not a big brand. They used to be. They sponsored the Olympics. Good choice though. You've, you've got one. You've got nine more to go. Can you muster it? A big boy, the big boy Breitling. This new Chronomat Automatic GMT40 is really nice, sleek, practical size, really stylish watch. There are other Breitlings available, but I just feel like this is a perfect all-rounder for anyone. Built tough enough for everyday wear, down the gym or up the office. 
you know, it's a steel sports watch, uh, green, blue, gray or black dial, 200 meters of water resistance. You've got the added dual time zone function of that popping red GMT hand. Uh, it's just a really cool, unfussy watch uh, from one of the big boys and it's £4,700. It is a really interesting watch. It's also quite a confusing one because you might be wondering where the chrono pass of chronomat comes from because it's not a chronograph. I thought it was just chrono because chrono is time and then, and then also mat who invented who invented time yeah matty breitling the wayward son <laughs> the chronomat was originally a chronograph and in fact had the first slide rule calculator bezel the one that became so famous in the navitimer when all the pilots were like well you've got that chronomat for scientists and all those guys i'm a pilot and i need to make calculations too. make one for pilots and breitling was like no and eventually he gave in and he did um, but this, this watch changed its direction during the uh, Ernest Schneider period after the quartz crisis when Breitling was redirected towards quartz watches aimed at modern pilots. An important era that saved the brand, but one that we're seeing kind of being revitalised a little bit back to the old style. But it explains why the chronomat is no longer a chronograph. Cool. For my next one, I have gone with... Tag Heuer Monaco. This is a vintage-inspired racing chronograph with that iconic square-faced dial. It's a 39mm steel polished and brushed steel case with a shimmering blue dial and two silver subdials. Again, popping red chronograph and subdial hands. Refined indexes that really nicely catch the light. It's a solid, sturdy, sporty classic for £5,900. What do you think of the Monaco? The Monaco is just iconic. Hard to argue with, isn't it? Yeah, it's as iconic as seeing the Tag Heuer logo at the Monaco Grand Prix. It just it just is and always will be. Yeah. A really interesting fact about the Monaco, actually. This was in a period in the 60s when uh, a lot of watchmakers would buy watch cases and dials and blah, 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 all that from catalogues. And um, Tag Heuer were working jointly with a few other manufacturers to create the first automatic chronograph watch. Right. And they wanted a watch to put it in that everyone would be like, oh my goodness. They went to their supplier of cases, had a look through, found a square one. And they were like, yeah, that one. That's it. And what you might notice on the original Monaco, Tom, actually, is that the crown was on the left-hand side. They deliberately put it on that side to demonstrate that you didn't have to wind this chronograph. It was an automatic. Oh, they put it out of reach. Exactly, yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. I heard a different story that both Steve McQueen and the Monaco just came into existence at the exactly same time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, I'm going to go for an IWC, uh, which, as you and I both know, stands for International Watch Champions, uh, <laughs> even if that's not entirely correct. I've gone with a Portuguese. You might want to go for the big pilots, but I've gone for the Portuguese. This one is the Portuguese Chronograph 41mm. Uh, it's got a really thin bezel, so there's a whole lot of dial going on there. So you can fit on all the rhodium plated applied numerals and hour and minute hands, the chronograph minutes and seconds. The chronograph scale is printed with a quarter second scale for very precise reading and a reminder of the Portuguese's origins as a nautical precision instrument. Maybe you can tell me a bit more about that. Oh, I certainly can. Eight different colour and material variations, £7,600. It's, uh, it's a certainly a good value watch in that particular slice of the market and the, the visuals are unmistakable. It, it feels like it's led by engineering, but that engineering has created something that's very pure and beautiful. 
Anyway, the Portuguese name. So there were these two geezers from Portugal, right? <laughs> yeah. And they wanted a pocket watch chronometer, a very accurate pocket watch, but for the wrist. Right. And IWC obliged. They were like, yeah, sure, why not? And that's how the Portuguese came about. Very, very accurate watch, very clear, very legible. That's why it has that really distinctive, clean look, because it's about utter legibility. Sure, yeah. And so the collection has continued. Nice. Next one, a truly legendary watch. The Omega Seamaster Diver 300 meters. This here's your big boy. <laughs> you could go for the Speedmaster, but that's been sullied by a wave of plastic replicas lately. Um, <laughs> so I've gone for the Seamaster, which features the iconic blue ceramic dial with laser engraved waves, uh, blue ceramic bezel, and it's driven by the Omega Master Chronometer Caliber 8800, uh, which can be seen through the sapphire crystal. Elegant enough, you can wear it with your James Bond suit, um, but you could also stick it on a NATO strap and wear it hella casual, like £5,100 for one of the coolest watches on the planet, I would say. Yeah, it it really is uh, absolutely iconic. Head-to-head -head battles non-stop with Rolex throughout the years, Yeah, really pitting it against each other. Lovely, lovely lovely stuff um but really when you think about comparing it to a rolex submariner you go well the submariner is more expensive the submariner is not as pretty it's not as uh, nicely made and as intricate it's not got like those curving liar lugs and a detail in the dial and technology wise the the omega has a coaxial escapement which is george daniel's masterpiece um one of the most recent and greatest inventions in watchmaking and it's all packed in there for several thousand pounds less than a Submariner. Amazing, yeah. How can you argue with that, Tom? Well, I, I can't. I mean, I would just, you know, join you in saying it, it, it's one. Of, it's probably like the first watch that I really took a shine to when I first started sort of looking at watches. And, um, and it hasn't really sort of dimmed in its appearance. Yeah, it's just um, an evergreen watch for me, I think. Um, even the blue one. <laughs> I think Rolex has Everblue painted, by the way. Oh, yeah. Everblue sore. Um, <laughs> next, I'm going with the Grand Seiko, mm. the SLGH017G Evolution Series 9 or Night Birch. Oh, I'd watch that as a TV show. You've got this, you've got next week on Night Birch, and you've got Night Birch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, Night Birch is all because the dial is inspired by white birch forests at night, specifically from the Hiraniwa Plateau, probably right outside the window of the workshop where this watch is put together in Japan by Grand Seiko. Expertly put together, I should say. It's got broad hands and markers, beautifully polished for perfect legibility. It's that Zeratsu polishing, that famous Zeratsu polishing that everyone covets so dear. Distortion-free mirror finish, Andrew. That's how I like them. Uh, it's not a spring drive. It's not uh, Grand Seiko's famous spring drive, but it is a high beat, 36,000 uh, from the revolutionary caliber 9SA5. Um, so yeah, get with the program, get a Grand Seiko and show everyone what a switched on individual you are. £9,000. <laughs> I mean, Grand Seiko, of all the brands we've spoken about so far, it's probably the least iconic in the broadest sense, but it's such an up-and-coming... The history is fantastic. Seiko being founded before Rolex, setting up Grand Seiko to compete against its own King Seiko to beat the Swiss, which it did in the chronometer trials. And this particular watch, I mean, 
The diversity of the landscape in Grand Seiko's back garden is quite phenomenal, and while you might think the nighttime version of the white birch might be like painting a polar bear in a snowstorm, the subtlety of the texture is actually, in my preference, nicer than the white birch. And that's not to say the 9SA5, that dual impulse escapement, we spoke about George Daniels' coaxial, this is the next step in watchmaking, to be able to eke out all of that extra power. Um, it's so complicated, I can't figure it out, and I like that I can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next we'll go on to the watchmaker's watchmaker. Uh, this is a brand that you can believe the hype. Other brands, you feel like there's a lot of hype surrounding them and you're not kind of sure why, but I think with JLC, it's it's legitimate. P is for performance, Andrew, as you well know. P is also for precision, but most importantly, P is for Polaris. <laughs> I cannot argue that all of those words start with P. <laughs> this is the Polaris date from the Polaris range. Um, Polaris. So it's a date watch with a really cool dial. It's got an internal bezel with an opaline finish and a sunray brush center and vanilla tinted indexes, numerals and hands. Uh, that's color, not fragrance. Um, as far as I'm aware, I haven't sniffed it. Um, all of this together gives you a watch with you know really great depth, um, but it's also really understated, but really legible as well. It's, it's just perfect. Um, it's got the new generation JLC caliber 899 inside, which is a you know, beautiful piece of engineering and, and you can see it and, and it looks amazing. And it's 8,300 pounds. If, um, dear viewer and listener, you have just recently arrived from Mars and you're not familiar with Jezus Lecoult and you're wondering, well, why, why all the reverence? Tom doesn't usually share that kind of level of admiration for anything. <laughs> well, very well noted um, for someone who's just come from Mars, but JLC as a brand they're called the watchmaker's watchmaker because they pave the way for how the industry does what it does. From the, from the technical processes to upscaling production to even how you measure the tolerance of a thousandth of a millimetre. Zizhi Lecoult invented the tooling and the capabilities to do that. The fact that they set the bar so high so soon meant that they were the go-to company for everyone else. Yeah, You name it, you throw a brand out there and chances are at some point they've either been helped by Zizhi Lecoult or they've just outright used a Zizhi Lecoult movement. I'm talking your Patek Philippe's, your Audemars Piguet's, your Vacheron Constantin's, Cartier, Panerai, IWC, so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. They've all been there. They've all been suckling at the Zizhi Lecoult teat. Yeah. And yeah, and that's why I think if you see someone wearing a, a Zizhi Lecoult, you... you you can say safely that that person knows what they're doing. Absolutely. And has a firm handle on their life. <laughs> Next, I'm going to go for um, a watch that needs no introduction. Cool. Next one. <laughs> um, of course, I'm talking about the Rolex Submariner. Uh, the only dive watch ever made, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> It's it's just it's sort of a poster child for watches, isn't it? At this point, there's you've got the enduring popularity of the the dive watch, that aesthetic, combined with the overwhelming popularity of Rolex to just make just sort of come together in this this timeless watch. It, it, it's sort of like the gold standard of watches. You know, if you asked that that fella from Mars that you were talking about earlier to draw a picture of a watch, he'd probably draw a Rolex Submariner just because it it had reached him. Yeah. 
even then, it's just how watches look, isn't it? Yeah. It is the blueprint for the dive watch. That's what I said. In the, in the, in, did you literally say blueprint? No. No, shush then. <laughs> if, if you were to start a watch company and make a dive watch, you would say, we are making a dive watch that competes with the Rolex Submariner, that learns from the Rolex Submariner, that does something that tickles people in the same way the Submariner does. Yeah. It's like in the, in the car world, everyone wants to make a car that competes with the 911. We mentioned it earlier with the Omega Seamaster. We couldn't say the Omega Seamaster is good. We had to say the Omega Seamaster is good in comparison to the Rolex Submariner. Mm-hmm. It's just facts, people. It's just facts. <laughs> it's the top of the mountain. Okay, well, next we're talking about a Langenzona. Fine watchmaking from Germany. Um, arguably one of the best watchmakers out there. Everything they produce is executed to an extremely high standard. And uh, this is the Saxonia Moonface. Again, I've gone for a Moonface. Uh, you really... You're really making me regret everything about this. Moon phase! Uh, yeah. With a Z. <laughs> no. This is a 40 millimeter, 18 carat white gold. Uh, there are other uh, materials available. It's 9.8 millimeters thick, so lovely proportions. Um, there's a symmetry on the dial with the characteristic Langer outsized date at the top and the moon phase complication at the bottom of the dial, which in turn gives the, the, the dial a nice flash of blue there from the lunar disc. You can set the position of the moon with the pusher on the side of the case with a very satisfying clicky action. And then once that's correctly set, the display will only deviate from the true position of the moon by roughly one day uh, in 122.6 years. Not that anyone's counting. <laughs> I think A. Langer and Sona are. <laughs> and that's thanks to the amazing caliber L086.5 inside. Uh, it's a self-winding movement and it looks spectacular. And you can see it through the back there. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, £29,500 for this. Talk about sticking it to the Swiss. Yeah. If the Germans are known for making things well, we can definitely include watchmaking as part of that. Hell yeah. Everything about this is executed to the most extreme levels of perfection. Um, it's 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 known that not only do Alangazona assemble every movement twice just to make sure, but they apply the same level of expertise and finish to their entry-level pieces as well to their complicated pieces. So Protect for Leap, for example, you might see in the movement the finishing is a higher quality in the more complex pieces than the entry-level ones. You won't see that with Alanganzona, that they are equal all the way throughout. They are non-discriminatory with their finishing process. you got to love it. It says made in Germany. Let's own it. It's an awesome, awesome brand. And I think, like you were saying about Shisha Cool, if you see someone wearing one of these, you think, yeah, like this this man has a big pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> it manages to be the before they were cool without being hipster, which I really sure. like. Yeah, it's a very yeah, yeah. hard thing to pull off, but they've done it. Nice. So anyway, the last one on my list is the Calatrava. Uh, this is just pure watch. It's a timeless design with supremely elegant lines and finishing. It features a date and a sweep seconds. Uh, this white gold version features a black lacquered dial and gold applied markers. Inside is the self-winding mechanical movement caliber 324SC. Again, finished to the highest standard. This is a very understated watch. It just doesn't need to do anything, does it? It can just sit there and just be the best. It conjured in my mind like a kung fu master, you know just craning on on pillar in in the middle of the lake just waiting for a challenger i mean it, it is the mac daddy of wristwatches 
And the wristwatches came before it, the wristwatches have come after it, but this really set the scene for how a wristwatch looks. If a Submariner yeah. is the blueprint for a, a dive watch, this is that for watches, period. Right. In the 1930s, Patek Philippe made pocket watches. A whole bunch of manufacturers made pocket watches. Big, ornate, flashy. But the Great Depression meant that people didn't want to flash the cash quite so much anymore. And post-World War One as well, the idea of a wristwatch being a more convenient way to wear the time... Mm-hmm. It filtered through to the buying public, and Patek Philippe were actually in a bit of a sticky situation. Gégé Lecoultre had the opportunity to buy Patek Philippe at that point, talk about regrets. Um, but the saviour for Patek Philippe was the Calatrava. Simple, elegant, it doesn't flash the cash from a distance, but when you you study the detail, that's where you see the craftsmanship, you look at the movement. Yeah. And it just sent the benchmark. It's just so elegant and simple and pure that how do you beat purity? Yeah. You can't, Tom, is the answer. I wouldn't want to try. Well, there you have it. These are the top 10 luxury watches that we think you should be thinking about. If you think differently, however, one, no. But two, why don't you pop that down in the comments below? And we'll forgive you if you have just arrived from Mars. Um, and until next time, thank you so much for watching. We really enjoy making these videos, and so we hope you enjoy listening to them and watching them too. And we'll see you next time. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.